Hello, and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 378. We are recording this and streaming live on Sunday, September 12th, 2021. I'm David Lott. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Michelle Hillard. Hi, everyone. Hello. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, We've had a little break (laughs) uh it's uh yeah what has it been like two or three weeks i think since we streamed recorded a show it's been a little bit we've had scheduling conflicts and then we had dragon con uh last weekend and i mean with that said why don't we jump right into that uh, Michelle and I. We're just going to exclude Bobby immediately. Bo- Bobby, you know you you can take yeah, the perspective. I'll, I'll be on the of, sidelines. You can be a, you can take the perspective of uh, the outsider. Who, if you have any questions, I uh, you could ask us. But yeah, sorry, sorry, Bobby. We're going to talk about Dragon. Go for quick. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, last weekend, Michelle and I we went to Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. Um. It was my eighth Dragon Con in person. I guess if you include virtual Dragon Con last year, it was my ninth. It was your what? My fifth physical one. My sixth, including virtual. Right. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, so then, technically, I've been to a Dragon Con if yeah. I count a virtual. I guess so. All right. Yeah, All right. if you watched in 2020, yeah. I guess if you got a streaming membership go. last year, you were a member. You were a member. I mean, that's one thing about Dragon Con. It is a, it's a like a member-run convention. Like, mm-hmm. it, unlike a lot of conventions which are owned by bigger companies. Uh, not that I want to speak for Dragon Con, or I'm probably the right person to uh, like cr- really perfectly uh, describe their business situation, but. Um, yeah, they they sell memberships. They don't just sell like badges. And um, so yeah, I guess yeah. If you bought a streaming membership last year, yeah, yeah, you you went you've been to a Dragon Con technically. Yeah, I'm gonna still get you to go to one there in person one of these days. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's the goal. That for is sure. One day we'll just if I have to I'll just get us to be on a panel all four of us and yeah. that's how I'm going to convince you and yasha to go 2022 is going to be the year uh, it doesn't take too much convincing just more planning i think than anything yeah. else but yeah. i would definitely be down to go for sure um but yeah uh it was leading up to this one i mean i you know i don't want to speak for you michelle but i i had my fingers crossed that it was going to go smoothly <laughs> i mean we're in the middle still of a pandemic that, you know, obviously earlier this year, things seemed like they were getting better. Things are getting worse again right now. Um, you know, I, I was happy to see that DragonCon made certain decisions leading up mm-hmm. to the convention. I mean, they they made the decision only a few weeks out to require vaccinations, you know, proof, proof of vaccination or negative tests within 72 hours in order to go. Um, and, you know, there was, of course, a mass requirement throughout the convention. But it, it's still a, a unique con compared to most, you know. I mean, we've talked about it a million times on here. It's it's not your typical convention in a convention center kind of con. It's, you know, it's in hotels. Everyone is staying in the hotels. It's like a big party. And 
you know, with that situation, it's like, yeah, you can require masks, but how much are people going to just be pulling their masks off and drinking and leaving their masks off while they drink? And how bad is it going to be? And I will say really quickly, uh, I, I was very happy with the way it went and I felt safe. I mean, we are now a week out and it would seem I have taken a test since I've been back and I'm still, you know, I tested negative for COVID. Um, and it would seem that, you know, I went through the convention, knock on wood, and uh, managed to not get sick. No con crud, no COVID. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I think it went really well. I mean, what do you think, Michelle? No, I think it went I think it went better than I guess I would think. I guess better than I thought it could have gone, I guess, in certain ways. Um, it was nice that they put the restrictions out. Um, and I think most people were pretty open to having those requirements to enjoy the con. And yeah, I think overall I was really impressed with people in the masks. I think, you know, during the day everybody was really good about it all day long when they, as soon as they were in the hotels and even outside between walking around outside the hotels, which I think I did a little more than you did, David, but like people that were attending the convention were even wearing their masks outside between the convention, between hotels and stuff when they would walk outside. Right. I mean, you know, I guess regular Atlantans. <laughs> uh, Atlanteans? Atlanteans. Is that what you would call them? I don't know. Um, you know, were not like the college students because it's right next to this one college. They're, they were not so much. But the convention goers that had badges on were walking around with masks on, even outside. So it was impressive. Um, but yeah, like... Everything with Dragon Con, after 10 p.m., it's the adult time. And it's kind of a little more no holds barred after 10 p.m. on a lot of things. And that's when the drinking really increases. And yeah, obviously, if you were in the hotel, in the lobby, in the main gathering section, people were drinking and they had their masks off. And they weren't kind of doing it between sips. It was just mask goes off and was drinking. Which did not surprise me at all. But I will say up until about 10 p.m., people were pretty good at adhering to the mask requirement. So, yeah, we just wouldn't, you know, we just knew, like, if we're out walking around at 11 o'clock at night, just don't get stuck kind of in a herd of people that were standing around drinking. Just kind of walk around them and Hmm. keep your distance and be smart about it. And we did, I think, as much as we could. It's hard to constantly be conscious of that stuff, but we, we definitely tried. And, yeah, I don't, I came back, I tested negative and I don't have any con crud, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a good thing. Again, I think that's because of masks and hand washing and hand sanitizing and everything and all the cleaning that was happening. You know, like, there's definitely more sanitation happening within the hotels. Like, they were definitely wiping down counters much more frequently, I noticed. So right. things were getting cleaned in a better manner. But aside from the COVID part of it, the con, I think, was a success. I think there could have been maybe a couple of little tweaks here and there due to the COVID situation, but overall, I think it was it went really well. There was a lot of people doing cosplay, a lot of new cosplay, and not surprisingly, the the Lokis and the variants were everywhere. And oh, yeah. David and I called it based on the moment you know the first episode of Loki aired, and it was you know the, the show Loki is mostly filmed in the Marriott Marquis, which is the, one of the main hotels, probably the main hotel for the whole convention in Atlanta. So it's like as soon as that happened, I was like, "There's gonna be variants everywhere this year," and there were, and it was, but it was fun though. People really had a good time with it. They really kind of got into being a variant. 
Um, it was cool that the at the yeah. Marriott they had their employees wearing <laughs> TVA shirts throughout the convention. Yeah, that was so cool. they were fully playing into the fact that they are the TVA in that show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. They had their own ball there. Like the one party the one night was Thursday or Friday was the TVA party. Right. And they had like TVA tape up and kind of around everything and like, like it, it was cordoned off kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was kind of cool. They they embraced it with with loving arms, and they should have because it was the hot cosplay for the year, and it was fun to see. Though I really enjoyed it, honestly. But no, people came out. They did really great cosplays. I actually went to more panels this year, probably because of COVID. Like I wound up doing more kind of almost like homebody things, so I would like go to smaller panels, and it was kind of nice to kind of see things like. Just the different tracks. I did a lot of digital media track, um, space, um, alternative history track. So there's definitely different things that you can get into when you're there. You know, there was some that I was bummed I missed out on. Like I didn't go over to like Star Trek, and I was like, oh, it was across the hall from digital media. And I yeah, I mean, I didn't make it to one Star Trek panel, and I really should have. If there's a if there's a problem with Dragon Con, it's it's like an embarrassment of riches with. Yeah. With how many different panel tracks there are. I think there's 36 panel tracks, if I heard correctly. I've never actually counted them Then myself. each track have anywhere and between, then, like, 20 to, like, 50 panels. And, yeah, I mean, I spent most of my time at Digital Media this year. I actually volunteered on for the first time with Digital Media. So I was there most of the time. But, I mean, there's easily multi- multiple other tracks that I could probably just spend my whole con in, and I'd be perfectly happy, like Trek oh, Track and science track and space track and skeptics track and i mean we were walking around the art show and i happened to notice they have a couple panel rooms in that big hall where they keep the oh, art yeah. show and there was like a drawing either a drawing class or something going mm-hmm. on and i i would go to that and just tons and tons of stuff they had morning coloring like sessions right. like not just for kids, but like for adults, you come in, you have your coffee, you sit down, you can get a fresh coloring book that they would provide or fresh coloring mm-hmm. sheets and can color to wake up in the morning and kind of get the program. Like there's a lot of stuff to do at Dragon Con. There's almost too much stuff to do and you feel like you miss out on things even when you do do things. And yeah. But it's it was it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, it was a different ho- stayed at a different hotel this year for the first time and a little mixed on whether I liked the hotel or not. <laughs> the hotel was fine. The hotel was fine. It was one of the host hotels. I think I'm fine. spoiled with the Marriott. That's my problem. Yeah. I'm spoiled with the Marriott. But like the one you thing know. I didn't miss at the Marriott was, especially in the the age of COVID, is not having to squeeze into elevators oh, with yes. many other people. Um, I mean, I ended up still needing to ride the elevator a couple times in the Marriott, but you know, I wasn't having to do it all the time since we weren't right. staying there. In fact, this. We got lucky. I mean, we we had a room. We never even had to get on an elevator. <laughs> it was amazing. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But we missed the yip yips this year. Yeah. The, That's the downside. Yeah. No yip yips. You missed them. But overall, I thought Con was good. Yeah, Con was um, good. You know, still curious a year out, like how next year will be. Um, who who knows? You know, I never yeah. would have guessed. You know, a while ago that in 2021 we would still have to wear masks. And I mean, you know, who knows how next year will be? So. I, I was impressed with how many people they were able to get, like famous people wise. I would say, you know, be it authors, actors. You know, it, it was surprising how 
that they were able to get some people to come because I know people were still really leery about going to conventions, and I super get that. Mm-hmm. But like the one morning I walked around the the Walk of Fame, which is kind of like where you could do like meet and greets with famous people and stuff. Yeah, pay for autographs and stuff. Like and that. Yeah, you pay for autographs and things like that. And um, there was there was quite a, there was I was I wouldn't say it was as full as it's been in the past, but it was seventy five percent full. Mm. Like of bo- the booze, like. You know, usually I would say there's probably more booths, but I think this year it was a little more spaced out and they had less booths. But, and then I guess it was up to the the people that were there. Like some of them would have like plastic in front of them, would wear their masks. Some people were not doing the plastic in front. Some people were standing in front of their tables. I mean, whatever I guess they were comfortable doing with their fans was what they did. But I was surprised that they got some... As many as they did, they had some Walking Dead people. They had Batwoman, most of the cast from Batwoman. Um, Zach Levi was there, and uh, one of the boys from Shazam. Hmm. Um, who else was I saw? I saw? I mean, they had a lot of the cast from. I don't. Know, did you say Star Trek Discovery already? Yeah. Oh yeah, they had a lot of Star Trek Discovery yeah, a lot cast. Of that main cast was there. There was a lot of that cast. Um, yeah. 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 There's, yeah. there's tons of people were missing, but. In comparison, stuff that to, comes to mind. Yeah, in comparison to most years, like there was a lot less, but it was like I was still surprised there was definitely enough. And like I watched some panels from the comfort of the hotel room because they stream a lot of the big, big panels that happen in the big rooms, and so it's like I get to watch the Walking Dead panel and a couple of the other ones. So I was impressed that that many famous people kind of came. So it kind of helped, I think, make the con more traditional to what we're used to. Like, yeah, it was it was nice. Overall, I think it was a success. It was. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little, you know, with the way things are going, there was a part of me that's like, am I being stupid to go to a convention right now? It's like, am I being selfish? And mm. am I putting the rest of my family in danger by doing this? <laughs> um, you know, once they announce the, the, you know, the vaccination proof requirement or the negative test requirement, it definitely made me feel better about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, overall... It, it seems like it worked out. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. Looking forward to 2022. Yes. I will yes. say. Hopefully more. Looking forward to getting you there, Bobby. More normalcy. And we got to get Bobby there and Yasha. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They would have and so much Yasha fun. getting there would be awesome. I can't wait to take if them as one... first years. Oh, <laughs> if one wanted to see pictures of these events, where would one go? Pictures of the convention? Um. Yeah, like you guys and oh us. Oh, you specifically. Yeah. You know, I haven't what posted much have? on my social media. You've posted some. I did do. You... I did do one dump, kind of as a multiple. Yeah. Post. I could put that on our our Facebook. Yeah, on, but you're... On, on our Flickr effect Instagram. Though. But your Instagram is. My Instagram is m underscore Hillard one. <laughs> That's because I'd like it to be my first name, but there's a whole yeah, process. It's a, it's, a thing. it's a thing. I'm trying to get everything cohesive, and I can do this one weird name, but it's cohesive across everything. I don't know. I'm trying. I haven't posted really anything yet. Actually, I've been meaning to, like, okay, dump some photos, like, a week out afterwards just to do that. I mean, if, if I get around to it, you can find it at Dave Lot Media um, on Instagram, Twitter. So you have a nice Instagram handle on mine's not. But maybe I'll put some on our Flickr Effect account. Or that. So people can That'll take work. a look right. at our photos on our Flickr Effect account. There you go. How about that? The Instagram. The Sounds Instagram. Good. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I meant to say at the top of the show, if you're tuning into this and uh, looking for our review of Shang-Chi, we are going to get to that in just a minute. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about Dragon Con really quick. Yeah. And I also, uh, very briefly, we won't, uh, we won't hang around here long, but I am very curious to know everyone's thoughts on the Matrix trailer. Uh, the Matrix uh, Resurrections, Matrix I should say. Um, that dropped, uh, what was it, like just a few days ago. Hasn't been long. Uh, Matrix, the Matrix Resurrections is due out on December 22nd. We have our first trailer now. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Bobby. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what your like anticipation level was for another Matrix movie before this trailer dropped. And now I'm curious to know what it was then and what it is now. Did this trailer change anything for you? Do you even care about this? Uh, what did you think of it? First off, I absolutely care because I'm a huge fan of The Matrix. And when I say The Matrix, I mean the first one. <laughs> the second and <laughs> third one. I can't, hon- <laughs> yeah, I honestly can't tell you uh, how many times I've seen the second and third one. Uh, maybe, maybe twice for each of them. Each, you know, the second one twi- twice and the third one twice. Right. But I've seen the first one so many times mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. So I, my anticipation level was high because I almost feel like I don't even count the second and third one. Uh, obviously, they're part of the trilogy, but because I don't revisit them very often, if at all, really, at this point, that my memories of the series is really based and formulated around that first Matrix movie. So for me, it was feeling like, okay, knowing that we're going to have another Matrix movie, my anticipation level was high just being because I'm still centered on that first one. And when I saw this trailer and a lot of the things that you see in it had sort of a a echo back to that first movie, it made me excited on that level of maybe seeing some, some of the similarities or jumping off points that the first one provides and going into a, a whole new direction that is unexpected from the series and, and maybe doing it in a, in a way that's can Re- revitalize the franchise i don't need it to do that i mean if they just wanted to do this one movie and c- close it off kind of in the same way in theory that i guess they're trying to do with dexter with this new season that's coming out trying to close it out in a satisfying way um i'm happy with that if they do that and, and succeed with it i don't have to see a whole new trilogy or a, a trilogy and spinoffs and a tv series on hbo max and all that. i don't need it um i just want this one to be good and from what i see it looks intriguing enough for me to have high hopes i wouldn't say they went up uh leaps and bounds up from where it already was because i was already excited and anticipating the idea of seeing a new matrix movie especially with keanu and the fact that from when he was last in that series of movies to where he is now and seeing him as John Wick and everything else that he's done, it makes me more excited in that sense because I know what he can bring to the table now compared to then. So I think the the trailer didn't necessarily bump it up in a, a higher manner of where my anticipation level is for it, but it just solidified the aspect of me being excited for this uh, new movie again and can't wait to see it and probably more than likely we'll see it in theaters even though it will be available on hbo max same day that's right i keep, for- I keep forgetting about these certain movies that are released same day on <laughs> day and date yeah, yeah. 
That's tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Michelle. I, I haven't talked to you about the trailer. What do you think of it? Uh, I mean, I think I'm I am with Bobby on the whole. Like, I've seen the first one a million times. I've seen the second and third of films two times, maybe three, maybe. Um, hmm. when it comes to the, uh, just having this film in, as a whole, I've been kind of mixed on it. Like, do we need it? I don't know. Is it picking up from where it is? Is it starting a different? I, I, I don't know. I've been just kind of back and forth on the whole thing. Um, having said that, I mean, like, I, I loved the original Matrix film. It was amazing. It was ahead of its time. And it was just, I think it was the right age when it came out. And it just was, it was awesome um as far as the trailer goes <laughs> my reaction was kind of like a what did i just see <laughs> what is happening um yeah I, I i mean i will say yeah like am i seeing effects that are like mind-blowing in the trailer not really but it looks it looks good like i could say like it does look solid the storyline looks intriguing it definitely has a solid base I'm a little confused, but that's kind of what the Matrix does to you. <laughs> so uh, I would say I'm anticipating it more now after seeing the trailer than I was pre the trailer. So yeah, and I I want to see it in the theaters. I don't. Um, it's not a film I think that should be watched at home. And I say that, and because of COVID, like if you feel comfortable at home, stay at home, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. for but for me, I'm I'm gonna see that in a, th- a theater for sure. Yeah, if all possible, I'm I'm with you. I, yeah, unless things really get insane here in Florida, I yeah, I'm seeing it in I the mean, theater. If if Florida just completely tanks off of a cliff, then I I will gladly watch it at home. Then. <laughs> yeah, for me, it'd be like worst case scenario. I'm not going to see it like opening night or opening weekend when it's busy. I I will pick a showtime, you know, where I can get in there and there's just not as many people there. If I had to, I would, because it's also not a movie that. I it, it's not like a new Star Wars film where I will do everything in my power to be the first person in in that first theater seeing it. You know, Matrix. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I will say first. You know, am I very interested in this movie? Sure, and I want to see it, but I'm not like me. I've got to see it first thing. The ten thirty on Monday morning kind of show, right? Because <laughs> um, yeah, I loved just like you guys. I mean, I love that first Matrix film, and there are things about the other two films that I can you know enjoy. Am I trying to say they are great movies? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. But there, there's things I'm able to take out of them that I like. And um, yeah, I, I guess similar to your reaction, Michelle, like I watched this and I was like, I'm confused. Um, and I'm sure like when I see this movie, there's obviously, it's obviously going to make sense, <laughs> like, but you know, I can't help but be confused. I, w- I wouldn't say though that this trailer got me excited. Like, I feel like a lot of the reaction has been like really ex- a lot of excitement surrounding this trailer. And I watched it and I was like, cool, but there's things about it too that also didn't feel like the Matrix. And I think the biggest thing for me, and I guess maybe this is nitpicky, but just the overall look of it has a very like polished look compared to the other films and i know it has been a long time since we've seen the other movies um but still it it looks a little too clean um you know even when they're in the matrix and everything it it looks 
like just the like the color grade or something just looks different from the Matrix films that I'm used to, and I think it just kind of throws me off. But uh, sounds like you were going to say something, Bob. Yeah, I think that's been mentioned online that Has the it? original movies had a, a green tin tint to oh, it. There's that too. Yeah, yep. that was color graded, mm-hmm. and so the, this one doesn't. And um, this one, to me, just in the trailer that I saw, uh, the the same trailer that everyone saw, mm-hmm. it this one honestly looks a little bit more um, grand scale and, and cinematic uh, in, in the look of it, yeah. the way that it, it seems like it's shot to make me even more so want to see it on a big screen, more so than um, the original Matrix. That one, to me, because it's so dark a lot of times and, and the way it's shot, it, it doesn't have that sort of big screen epic uh sense to it even though when you watch it it really is sort of an epic scale movie but just in the way that it visually looks it doesn't seem like it's an epic scale movie but this one kind of looks like it has that feel even just that shot of when neo um shoots out that beam towards uh, the Morpheus character yeah. or uh, supposedly Morpheus apparently, by, uh, apparently it is Morpheus yeah. yeah so that even alone when it he shoots it out and it slow-mos and then it shows the out exterior and the, the building that they're in and it just beams out it just looks like it's more a bigger scope in terms of the way it looks visually compared to the original trilogy yeah I'd agree with that but I guess my I got reaction to the trailer wasn't like, oh man, I now I can't wait. I'm just like, okay, th- I mean, this looks good, and I'm I'm kind of in the same place I was even before I saw it. That's kind of where I am. So yeah, the Matrix Resurrections is coming out December twenty second. For those who are curious, and apparently on HBO Max as well, which I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Chris- Christmas weekend. Yeah, it comes out the Wednesday. Christmas is actually Saturday, so it'll be at Wednesday release, but. And Christmas at the movie theaters is always insane. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, that be, oh, go ahead. Shoot out. Yeah, it will be. Sorry, I'm sorry. I stepped on you a little bit. No, no, no. Worries. That's all. Um, all right. With that, we are going to uh, go into our main event, as you say, Michelle. We are going to talk about Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, this is going to be a spoiler review of the film. Um, film's been out a week, so I mean we're still giving you plenty of warning. Um, there's, I'm sure there's still people who haven't seen this, so we do not want to spoil it for you, for you if you haven't seen the film yet. So this review in its entirety is going to be a spoiler review. We're not going to hold back on anything. Um, you have been warned. Sorry, I don't have a graphic to throw up on the screen if you're watching us live, but uh, that's what's going to happen. Um, so. Um, we're just gonna, you know, make this as conversational as possible. But we did uh, talk to the bowl, this guy here, <laughs> before we started streaming <laughs> to see exist. who should start this first. And unfortunately, I drew first straw. Uh, so unfortunately. unfortunately, I know, Bobby, you get a kick out of it. Uh, I, I normally, I, I guess, a lot of times I react like, oh, I don't want to be first, and and then there's, but I will say, there's a lot of times I actually don't care. Um, there's a reason I care <laughs> this time, uh, but um, I guess I'll just get into it and I'll explain. Um, I want to be clear before I, I go too deep. I overall enjoyed this movie. <laughs> um, I did enjoy Shang-Chi. 
It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I from that trailer, I actually don't even know if I watched the most recent trailer. I I can't remember, but I mean, the full length trailer that I saw, I I was pumped. I really could not wait to see martial arts in the MCU. I love martial arts films. I'm not going to pretend I am an expert and like an aficionado in martial arts movies, but I've definitely watched my fair share. I enjoy them a lot. I I couldn't wait to see this. And, uh, you know, because of Dragon Con um, following the same weekend, we did not see it that weekend, which worked out since I, you know, had to see it in the theater and I didn't want to see it in a theater with a lot of people. So luckily we saw it on a Wednesday, you know, night. It was a little quieter. Did see it in IMAX, which was nice Mm -hmm. since uh, there were definitely scenes that, you know, use the full size of the IMAX screen. Um. Overall, I really enjoyed it. With that said, uh, I can't help but feel disappointed at the same time in this movie. Um, I feel like my biggest gripe with it is that it's Marvel getting in its own way. And I guess what I mean is, like, especially... I mean, the humor, for the most part, works. But there's a lot of humor in this movie that doesn't. And then there's just stuff that, you know, is a way of connecting this movie to the bigger MCU. A lot of it, some of it I don't mind, but it I can't help, I couldn't help but bump on it every time that kind of thing happened. You know, we go to that fight scene and we see, and forgive me, the character's name, who's fighting in that scene. Wong. Yeah, in a lot of ways I liked that scene. It was good, but I couldn't help but go, oh, okay, like... It, it, I felt like it took me out of the movie for a moment. My biggest problem with the movie <laughs> is the inclusion of the the actor. Was it Trevor? Or is that his name in the movie? Trevor Slathery. Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, in Iron Man 3 played the fake Mandarin. Mm. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. he is in this movie. And I, of course, expected this movie in some way to make a connection to that. And honestly, like when the father is explaining it, you know, at the dinner table, I was like, perfect. I'm good now. Like, I really hope we don't talk about this anymore. <laughs> like, and then, you know, then there's the scene with them and, the, and you know, they're, they're trapped kind of in a cell or whatever. And it turns out he's in there with them. And there's the funky like creature that has no face, <laughs> and and that was the beginning of like oh man like, Morse like yeah like what are we doing like and I and I also recognize that I am in the extreme minority here so it seems you know not that I have dug through the internet to see a lot of reaction but it would seem to me from what i've seen that everyone is very happy with this movie and to the point that i've seen a lot of reaction that it's like one of the best marvel movies they've ever seen and i don't know if the context is meant to be like one of the best like like solo marvel films you know or just marvel period and i have to say i think that's borderline insane um I I don't see that at all. Um, but I really, really wanted to love this movie. I really like our main actor in this. I thought he did a fantastic job. 
I love all the action scenes. You know, if anything, it's disappointing that probably the best one for me, the one on the bus, is one that we see a lot in the trailer. But still, there's a lot more to be seen in the movie that you don't see in the trailer. And that scene was fantastic. Uh, there's the other scene on the building, on the scaffolding that's great. There's a lot of great choreography in this movie. And uh, overall, like, I did enjoy myself, but there was just stuff about it that I'm like, oh, man, but it could have been so much better. And and I found myself kind of disappointed in it. And, and then I feel like, based on the reaction I'm seeing, it's one of those times where maybe I'm like, maybe I should just step back and not saying anything because I'm like, I feel like everyone loves this and I'm not trying to rain on everyone's parade, but I, I don't know. Like it was good, but I didn't think it was that good. There, I'd be mad if you didn't say something. <laughs> I know. Ridiculous. You if you tried to cater to everyone else being good, like, you know, it, I don't know. I, do I mean, obviously I'm still so going to say something, but horrible. right. That yeah. that's, yeah. Like that's, that's where I am. Shanti. Mm. I'm curious what Bobby thinks about Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want me to talk about my feelings? I mean, uh, what a, I could, like I could talk. I, I think I want to hear what Bobby says. No. I already know what I think and how I feel about it. Well, so I would even, hope you do. What, even <laughs> sure. whatever Bobby says is going to change the moment, but I just, I'm curious to see what Bobby says. Yeah, no, and I, I got it. I, I would hope not. I think if anything on this show, we've always kept to our uh, opinions about what we think about things, even if it's not all aligned. So, right. Uh, I can see how anything would go in, in this case. But for me, I loved the movie. I was amongst the many millions, I guess, that turned out and loved the movie. Um, I guess the first place to start with it would be where I was at with it with the trailers. And honestly, I only watched the first trailer. Mm-hmm. And I thought the first trailer was okay. I never really was kind of super pumped by seeing the first trailer and thinking, um, you know, this is going to be an amazing movie. So going into it, I was just hoping for something good. And I don't know that that helped at all. I just think that I really enjoyed what they presented because it just kind of took me by surprise. To me, the movie felt like if you had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and the show uh, Warrior that's on HBO Max and The Last Dragon and just put them all together and a little bit of maybe Mulan uh, there's like that's this Marvel MCU version of Kung Fu that they came up with and I think that it really resonated to what I like in in those movies the sensibilities um, the aspect of family the honor and just the 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 whole um, way that they were able to make uh, Win Wu, who's played by Tony Lung, that he was a villain, but not a, a, a mustache-twisting villain. He was not evil in the sense. And his reasonings, you could easily see why he would go and do what he was doing because of how he felt. And just even from that beginning scene where he meets uh, um, Shang-Chi's mom, and how that all transpires, it just it just really kind of helps bring it in into what you're going to kind of be exposed to later. And so when it honestly started and you see Shang-Chi and um, I forget Aquafina's character's name, but you see them together in San Francisco for a little while. I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of not what I was hoping for. 
um, because there was a decent amount of Aquafina's jokes in the beginning that weren't landing for me. So I was like, oh, oh boy. And then the, the bus scene happens, and then that's when it really starts to take it up a notch for me in, in that sense of where I was hoping that the movie would go. So then um, as it keeps going and building, by the time they go to go see his sister, that's when I, I was really locked in. And, and from there on, I, I just felt like everything was was working well for me. And I'll say when they showed Trevor Slathery's character, I, I had a feeling he was uh, that was where he was going to make his appearance because I had already knew that he was going to be in the movie because of the um, the world premiere that they had and he was on the red carpet and they had mentioned that he's in the movie. So I, I knew he was there. So um, I think that I was not a big fan of Iron Man three because of his character and because of what they did and my expectations of what they were supposed to be doing up until that point, they had been very faithful in terms of here's the villains that you know from the comics and uh, here it is in live action. And then they didn't do that with the Mandarin and did a whole switcheroo thing that, that really soured me on it. And, and so when they came out with the one shot a few years later, I don't know how long later, maybe a year or two in which they explain in the one shot that, uh, the, the real true leader of the 10 rings was out there and he didn't like that Trevor was using his uh, supposedly using his name to to do things in that way. So then it was like, oh, OK, that that that's I like that. That means that this isn't the real person that you're supposed to be kind of knowing from the comics. And so um, going back into that and bringing this character in where I did not like that character in Iron Man three. I did a complete 180 and, and really enjoyed him in this movie. I pretty much anything he said, oh, oh, God, I cannot tell you. I think I started. <laughs> I think I was had a little bit of tears uh, coming out when he talked about how, what motivated him to become an actor. When he's talking about how he, those monkeys were able to do that then I feel like I can do that. And it's just like the fact that he thought that the monkeys were actual actors, uh, that they train monkeys to do this. So it's just he, his level of comedy worked for me in the movie um, that I did not expect because of how much I did not like the character previously. And and so um, the the whole aspect of when they get to, what is it, Tang Lao, I think it's called, that that area that's just so mystic, uh, filled with mysticism and 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 the the magic and everything. I enjoyed that because again, it was something I didn't expect. They don't even hint at it in the trailers, and so that whole uh, that's when it starts to feel like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where it's kind of a little bit more elevated mysticism and and, and things that are. Uh, steeped in that kind of like old school uh, vibe that you get in some of those Kung Fu movies. And I, I really think that it worked well for me that they gelled the two because really they're almost two separate movies in that sense, because everything else is, yeah, there's uh, an element of um, unbelievability that happens in certain aspects beforehand, 
but then they start to sort of slightly transition into some certain things once they uh, go see a sister. But then they go full blown when they go to the the place where his mom was from. And so I think that I not expecting those things, they just worked on a level for me that I did not see coming. And I got to say, I must be one of those people, David, because for me, I, I, I did the, the math in my head. And honestly, I think it probably lands at my number 10 spot of all Marvel movies. So, yeah, but, but and, uh, I, and I also understand that there's been like how many Marvel movies now? Like a lot. 22? Like twenty so five or yeah, but like when I when I hear like one of the best, I don't think ten. <laughs> like I think five okay, and well. up, like top three. <laughs> like that's mm. like I don't know if all these people. That's what they to me when you say, man, this is like one of the best. When I have seen people say it is the best Marvel movie they've ever seen on social media, I have definitely yeah. seen that. Oh, but to me, when you're saying, oh man, this is like one of the best ones, like this is. I, I would say higher than 10. It, it like hurts my ears. I just watched Infinity War today. So I'm just like, oh, I can't even hear this. <laughs> this yeah, language I mean, is offensive. You, you <laughs> put on Infinity me. War today and I only watched kind of parts of it. I was doing a lot so of other good. things at the time. But even just the parts I saw again, I mean, I've watched that movie. I don't know how many times now, a few times. And it's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, it does, this for me doesn't hold a candle, <laughs> like not even close. So anyway, sorry. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I land with it. It's just a pleasant surprise, and I just found myself really in love with it as I was watching it, and I've seen it twice. And honestly, if I could, I probably would watch it another time in the theater if I had a chance to. But uh, overall, I just really loved it to a way that um, it's probably been a little while since I've loved one of the movies. And honestly, yeah, I think it does probably rank pretty high for me in and when I think about other solo movies and, and their first outing, um, I, I didn't really do a check on where it would land for me, but it would probably be pretty high in terms of origin story movies for me. All right, All right Michelle. Hmm. You can't hold back now. You got to tell us. Oh, my God. I can't hold back. So, well, just, just in case there's anybody new to the show, um, I will state like david and i rarely talk about oh yeah we haven't talked about this at all <laughs> yeah i have no idea what his opinion is on the film well, he does do not now, know. But... i mean i do now but like <laughs> literally up to this point right. we don't usually we rarely ever talk about a film before we do the show because we like to both kind of just see where each other is um so I, uh so when we left the movie theater i will say i was like it was it was hard because I was itching to find out what he was thinking because I wanted to see if he was going to crap all over Ben Kingsley character with me. <laughs> I was giddy to be like, please tell me he hated every minute of the fake Mandarin situation. And that's why I was, I, it's funny because he was like, do you really want to talk about it? I'm like, no. And I'm thinking, I just want to crap on yeah. this one thing so bad at the car ride home with you. And I can't. It was so frustrating. So, I feel vindicated in my thought process because he said he didn't like that character. And I have to agree. Like, <sighs> I agree. The the whole, the, the father at the table kind of talking about it 
one and done, I thought they could have just ended it there, and then it was like it just kind of kept going. But before I continue on with this, I just want to kind of bring that up. Like, I'm real theater, and he was like, you're giddy, and I'm like, I want to talk about this one thing so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, like, I, I really enjoyed the film. I really did like it uh, as a whole. And I will agree. I think it's one of the better origin, Marvel origin films or standalone, like, you know, showing, bringing you out kind of as your uh, induction into the Marvel world films. I will agree with that. I do not think it's one of the best Marvel films. I don't think it, it, it's, it's probably somewhere in the high teens for me. If I had to guess off the top of my head right now, I'm quickly doing some, some thinking. Um, So as a whole, I enjoyed it. I really loved all the martial arts in this. I thought that it was absolutely fantastic choreography. The bus scene was great. The scaffolding scene is really, it's really intense. That for me was very crouching tiger hidden dragon for me because of the way that they would jump off the bamboo. It was, it reminded me of the forest scene toward the end of um, crouching tiger. And I was like, okay, well this is, this is, this is amazing. Um, And then yeah, I gotta say, like, when his sister gets on the scene and it's, the, like, kind of like the big battle scene at towards the end of this film, and she's got her little, like, swingy rope thing of death. Dude, so <laughs> badass. Uh, I don't think I can say that on YouTube, but, um, <laughs> like, it, it was just done so well. The choreography for all the martial arts fight scenes I thought was spectacular. I I actually kind of wish that there was had been at least one more martial arts fight scene in this film, quite honestly. Like, it almost felt like it was missing one more battle at some point or some other fight. But yeah, like, I even loved kind of like the playful fight between the father and the soon-to-be mother when they first meet. Um, and yeah, no, I, I thought all of that was great. And I think the story itself is, is done really well. And the whole story unfolds at a really good pacing. I think you really get a, a a good understanding of every character and their background, where they come from. Um, the other things I tripped on, I, I have to agree that some of the humor felt very forced, especially like the Aquafina stuff felt very forced. And I'm not saying I didn't giggle at a few things, but I just didn't think it was super, super funny. I kind of felt like there was more humor in say, the Black Widow. I guess I maybe I just enjoy the humor in Black Widow more than I did in this film. Um, maybe it's just a personal preference, I guess. I don't know. But then, yeah, like the whole Mandarin thing and him being in the tunnel or being in the the dungeon and then he goes out with them. And then, and I'm going to say this, like the whole idea of this, you know, hidden mystic village, I loved. I think it's fabulous. The fact that there's magical creatures there, awesome. Especially if you've been recently watching episodes of what if there was a great episode with dr strange and it kind of got me into that thinking like this whole mystical creatures and other realms like there's just so many cool things that marvel's bringing into and this is kind of a nice glimpse into that because like get get your feet wet you know um but yeah like the whole morris being down there and he he can only uh you know ben kingsley's character can understand this creature when he talks and the, the creature's gonna magically direct them exactly into the gateway it just was i mean it's marvel almost everything that happens in a marvel film is completely far-fetched but it just seemed almost too like really (laughs) this just seems like are we trying to keep the kids in the audience entertained right now because it's kind of silly to me like overly silly 
Yeah, um, like it's too, uh, you know, like you're saying, there's obviously things that you suspend disbelief a little bit on. It, right. They're Marvel movies. These are superheroes and comic book movies. I get it. But then there's stuff that I just naturally bump on that I'm like, why Why is it can he can understand this creature that's making just funky sounds and like to the point that it, the, the creature can give him specific directions going through the forest? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, may I, I can understand the reaction to me kind of harping on that is like, oh, well, that bothers you, but this doesn't. But I don't know. There's just something about that that does. And right. yeah, I, I, I can't explain it, but. And I'm not saying just, I bump I on mystical. I found it really silly and stupid. But. Yeah, I'm not bumping on mystical creatures. Right. I mean, me it's, just, it, it's mostly just that situation that was occurring within this one with Morris and then with uh, the fake Mandarin. You know, like it just, I, I, I didn't need it. I didn't need that whole section, honestly, in my opinion. But yeah. no, I, I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed the aunt teaching him how to fight the right way or her way or the island, their village's way, the ancient way that they would fight. Just learning about the whole story. I really loved the visual artwork they did with the, the woodwork kind of coming to life to display the story. I thought it was beautiful. Um, yeah, as a whole, it was super, super, super good. I liked it, but I don't think it getting maybe i went into the film a little too um too hyped up from all the hype that i had been hearing about how spectacular this film was maybe i was a little let down i was trying to figure out if i was or not um but overall like i liked it i had fun with it i I don't think it's one of the best marvel films i think it's one of the better like standalone like introduction of a character into into the marvel universe but I didn't mind the whole Wong thing and the fight scene. I thought that was actually really good, too. I, I liked it. And I liked the sister. I think the, oh, there was the one thing I bumped on in this film was kind of the predictability of the pathway of the sister towards the end of the film. Like, you kind of picked up on it really early in the film. And I was like... Like with the post credit scene, you mean? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like... Early in the film, just their relationship, you know, but they, they love each other. And as the story progresses, I'm like, yeah, this is going to come back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> she's going to be the, I'm like, I'm like, you can kind of tell, like, she's going to be the the new villain for him. His own sister will be. And like, but at the same time, I kind of like that because it kind of harkens back to what Bobby was saying about, you know, Asian culture and just family and, and how important it is. And, and I loved how that was strewn in through the whole story, you know, like, and Bobby, you said it beautifully. Like, the father is not a classic, like, villain. Like, he's just not out to just destroy... He's not Thanos. Like, he's not, you know, cr- crazy and, and, and genocidal and, like, just trying to be a, a dictator or anything like that. He just... I mean, the way he does, because he wants power, but he's not, like, just insane and and, and goofy and in and, and that way. Like, he... He has a heart, and they show that, and you understand it, and you understand his reasonings for what he does, and it all just it it all worked out really, really well, I think, as a whole. But yeah, I think the predictability of the the line the sisters going into, you can you could see it kind of early, and then there was one scene that really solidified it, and it was literally when she was in her room with Kate Aquafina's character, and she was like so. So you escaped and you started your own, you know, world domination female thing, you know, by starting your own fight club <laughs> on the dark web. And she's like, yeah, she's like, if my daddy isn't going to give me his, you know, kingdom, I'll create my own. 
And I was, and Aquafina was like, "That's pretty badass." And I was thinking, "That is pretty badass. Go females, woohoo!" Oh, she's gonna be. She's totally gonna be the new bad guy. <laughs> it was just so like that scene was like, "Yep, there it is. That's she's gonna. It's gonna happen." And and it just played out exactly that way. But it was still neat to watch it play out that way. I guess that's the way to put it. And you can tell there's a moment yeah. after the father dies and she comes in on the dragon. And she sees that her father is dead. And at one point, I want to look at it as, like, she looks at her brother. And she's thinking, okay, I'm really sad our father is dead. But on the other side, I think she's really thinking, you killed him. And now she's kind of pissed. But she's also trying not to let the world just completely crumble around them. But I think she's kind kind of blaming guilt on him. Like, you killed him. And... The father sacrificed himself, and we all understand that, but she doesn't know that. And I feel like he can be like, he sacrificed, and she's going to be like, you're full of it, you killed him, I know mm. you did. You know what I mean? I feel like that's going to come up later. I could have been reading that scene wrong. Or too much into it, I don't no, know. Not <laughs> but yeah, no, I I really liked it as far as finally getting a nice like martial arts you know, introduction into the Marvel MCU, and I think it's awesome, and I really, really like that. I dug into it a lot, but... As a whole, there's a decent amount I bumped on on this one. But I still liked it. Yeah, I feel like I need to... I mean, as with any Marvel movie, I watch them all multiple times. <laughs> I mean, of course I'm going to see this movie again. It's a matter of when. Um, probably not in a theater with the way things are <laughs> with, with the pandemic. But, um, you, know, you know, when I said earlier, I was a little even cautious to say anything about my thoughts and I, this I think I've had other movies that we've talked about on here before where this happened where I felt like my 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 gut feeling on it was felt so different from everyone else that I was like is there something wrong with me <laughs> like mm. you know like do I need to watch it again and wake up or something like I don't think so I mean I in a lot of ways, I think I feel the same as like you do, Michelle, but then I guess the things that bother me bother me enough that it alters my overall opinion on the movie more so than it did like you. Right. You know, like I think like I'm, I'm a, latching on to the martial arts stuff. Like in a lot of stuff. in a lot of ways, you know, that this movie not including the Trevor Slattery character would probably almost completely fix the movie for me. Like I, that's how much I really didn't like the inclusion of that. It felt so out of sorts with the movie, the story we were telling. (laughs) Like, no, I would agree with that. As soon as you hear the noise and they go and it's him and it just, I was like, Oh wow. Like we're going in a whole other direction now. Like, and I don't like it. And, and and a lot of his comic relief, like there's this in the big battle and he's there's literally I mean, there's people that are dying and we're getting a scene of him like, oh, I'm playing dead. And it's like this comic relief moment that just felt like so not necessary and did not need to be there. And pretty much everything about him being in this movie, I hated. I really didn't like, you know. It was like, a forced humor comic relief situation. I I didn't like it either. Yeah. And I guess that af- affected me more where I, I, you know, as much as I do enjoy this movie, 
it makes me walk out of the theater going, oh man, that was good. Uh, God, I, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. If, if that hadn't been in, I would say this movie would be much closer to the number 10 spot as far as my overall Marvel right. film experience. But literally because of it, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like if he wasn't in it, it would fix a lot of what I don't like about this film. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, overall, like it, that, I say that because I, I feel so like, man, like what's, you know, I, I, I saw it and I start like, I, I said I didn't like scour the internet for opinions, but I, I've looked for a little bit and I listened to another podcast where mm-hmm. I, I was convinced. I'm like, this this will be the group of guys that they're are gonna like get it. they're they're gonna get it. And I listened to her opinion. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> am I mm. really insane? <laughs> like, am I the one that's nuts? Uh, so yeah. I mean, that's how I felt when the, the film ended. Though I felt like, wow, do I am I the weird one that I wasn't super a hundred percent on this? And I really didn't like that character. And I was thinking that as the credits were going, and I was just like, oh, man, it's weird. The, all the while, just eagerly waiting to trash on the character with you. But yeah, all the stuff but you guys me, loved, I like I love too. Sorry, Bobby. I, I'm all the stuff you guys loved. I I I also enjoyed. It was like Bobby, you were saying how this felt like you know a crouching tiger and a warrior and you know these different types of movies all pushed to, together. Mm-hmm. And I agree, and I loved it. I mean, I didn't mention you know the scene where you know the him telling the story of when he first met his mother. And that it was it was another fantastic scene. Like I, I I loved everything about it. There was a lot of scenes like that I really enjoyed. It's just that other like the it's almost like it's the MCU element I didn't like. <laughs> you know, it's like if we could take a lot of the MCU ness out of this movie, then I would have probably enjoyed it more. And I say that, and you guys know me. I love MCU films. Like I mean, sure, there's mm-hmm. exceptions. There's exceptions for all of us, but something about the way the MCU kind of tied itself into this one just didn't feel as natural. It was like grasping at straws. Yeah. It it felt too forced in this for me. Fully agree. I think it just comes down to the way that the MCU comedy hits people. Right. Sometimes it hits them right. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, For some people, they don't, care for guardians of the galaxy 2 because the humor didn't hit them right but they like a lot of the other elements that went into the movie uh Um, for myself to this very day i still can't get on board with ragnarok even though 99 percent of the people love that movie and it's the humor it just didn't hit me as well as it i felt like it hit other people for that movie um and for you today it's uh shang chi the yeah. way that the mcu humor just didn't quite work for you in this one and so i think it a lot of people have that within 24 25 whatever it is number of films there's gonna be some ones where that humor just doesn't quite work for you and i, I think that that's fine i think that that's uh that's gonna happen with humor and, mm-hmm. and it, like you said everything else is really built on a lot of good foundation in terms of the action, the story, uh, the villain, the quote unquote villain. Um, And again, I I just also have to once again, give props to the way that they did the villain in this movie, because I mean, this character had been around for thousands of years ruling and had no signs or, or showed no signs of slowing down and stopping until he met the love of his life. And at that point felt like 
I'm willing to put it all aside because I don't need that anymore. I found this. And, and how many villains in movies ever put their power to the side and say, right. like, I'm, I'm giving it all up. I don't right. need it anymore. And it wasn't until um, he lost his wife that he started to go back to that. And in, it's funny because I didn't notice it the first time, but on the second viewing, they set that up in a way because in the beginning of the movie, um, when Shang-Chi goes to visit uh, Aquafina's character, the, the grandmother has a place set for their, their grandfather because he had passed. And she was saying, oh, he's been gone. You know, I wish she could move on. And then the mom says, well, that's sort of an American thing. We don't move on. And so, sure enough, you see that play out with uh, Wen Wu. He, he he can't move past his wife's death, and so the that that demon thing plays on that, knowing that he he would long to have her back. And if there's a way, then that's his that's that creature's end. And to play on those things by making him hear the her voice and them showing how much she meant to the family. She was the glue to that family, and with her gone it just really destroyed everything and so i really loved the way they played that out that he wasn't trying to get the rings back to rule the world he just wanted to bring his wife back and it's just i don't know it's just done so well in that way and i also did see the um things that you were talking about michelle as far as the sister and i was wondering too if maybe she thinks that he might have had some thing to do with the way the dad died because she doesn't know she didn't see what happened right but the only thing that i'm i'm curious about and and it will we'll get to see it in a sequel is i wonder if her taking over the 10 rings organization means that her and shang chi will bump heads but not because she's evil and wants to rule the world but she's doing things like taking out other bad people but he doesn't agree that she should be doing that in that way with that yeah, organization. That. That, like yeah. he should, she should just kill the organization altogether. Mm-hmm. She's doing it in a way that, again, would not make her evil, but she's doing things that she probably shouldn't be doing in that way. So I, I'm curious if they'll build her out to be not a necessarily an evil person, but someone that's on the wrong path to trying to do the right things for yeah. the wrong reasons kind of thing. So No, we'll I, I would agree with that. No, I think... As a whole, I enjoyed the film, and yeah, I think it's. I think they did a really good job, you know, really integrating the Asian culture throughout the film. Like you're saying, like it's it's done really, really well. And um, yeah, no, I, I think if there was one thing, I again, like I said, if I think the film was kind of missing. I could have used another fight scene at some point. Yeah, that would have been I, great. If I had I, another complaint too, I felt like as great as the scenes we get are we could have used another action set piece yeah. in, in the movie. There could have been Even another though one. I, I don't want them. I didn't want the movie to just be action upon action upon action. I like when it, you take right. a breath and, but I felt like it, it could have used another. It could have used another fight scene. And I say all this and honestly, that fight scene that he has with his father, where they're using the rings. Oh, that was really satisfying. <laughs> like just to see, you know, his dad really used the rings against him. And, you know, he's really pummeling him into into the earth. And then to see Shang-Chi really harness them and use them in a way that you can tell even his father was like, I didn't, 
you could tell there's almost a, a back like I didn't even know they could do that. Like he was even surprised mm-hmm. at what Shang-Chi was doing with them. Almost like I didn't even know I could do that. What? Like it was it was really it was a really satisfying scene and so many levels of the onion to that one. But yeah. I I don't want to get too much into it. But no, I, I I I have no gripes about the martial arts that we were seeing in this film at all. No, it was very very good. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and then there was that mid credit scene we haven't even talked about. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like where did they even come from? Did, was that you were about to say something about Papa here? Yeah, I'd say we we definitely have to mention the mid credit oh, yeah. scene uh, since we hadn't talked about it yet. So yeah, that's the that's the whole. Uh, thing right now at this point is the speculation and everyone wondering what are where those rings come from uh not only are the mcu characters that we know in 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 the uh in the form of a banner who's in his banner form and not hulk form uh captain marvel is there as well uh you know it's 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 a matter of what is going on here and, and how can we uh figure out what this beacon thing is and, and, and who's it calling to and, and who does that mean will be uh, coming to the earth to retrieve these rings if that's indeed the case. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no <laughs> clue whatsoever because it could literally be anything and anybody they want it to be because they can make up their own thing. They don't have to follow anything from the comics. But um, I have seen some of the speculation that's out there um we'll see but i just think that it was exciting just to see them uh being inducted into the mcu by having these other characters that we know from the avengers uh also talking to them and and kind of saying hey here here you are now and it's your time and uh uh you expect a lot more craziness to come I, yeah, I I was excited for that scene because my whole time I'd been questioning, like, so the rings, like, where exactly did they come from? What are they exactly made out of? Like, what is this? And so to get a validation, like, nobody else really knows either was really nice. And then, yeah, like, I really, it's exciting to me because I will say, like, I am really looking forward to Captain Mar- seeing more Captain Marvel. While I don't think she had one of the, the shiniest, best films in the Marvel MCU, I really like her character a lot. And I really I really want to see more of her. And I really want to see more of her in action. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then, yeah, there was just this jolt of shock of like, wait, that's, that's Bruce Banner. Like, Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner. Not Hulk-ish Bruce Banner, but Bruce Banner. And I was like, sitting there thinking, did I miss something? And so it's. I need to look into finding out more information on that because I'm like, wait, what occurred in between what we've known to now for him to be where he is? So that's interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else to add on it. I mean, I'm curious to see where we go. I, there's nothing about that mid credit scene to bother me or anything. It was fine. Yeah. Like, you know, get the it's the typical Marvel tease of where we go from here and mm-hmm. and the end credit scene I you know even though you guys touched on it I mean about kind of predicting that uh you know I I like I liked that kind of end credit scene I did too. overall I guess I would just say generally that the mid and end credit scene worked for me and there's yeah. there's definitely been Marvel movies where they didn't I thought they oh, were we know. so terrible <laughs> in credit scenes and mid credit scenes and these were good they were 
Yeah. I mean, there there was a part of me that's like, and I mean, it gets super nitpicky, but like when was it a Wong comes and grabs them from the restaurant, you know, like there is, you know, like, well, why did he ask her to come along? Like, I get why he's asking him to come along, but and I, it seems convenient to go, yeah, you too. But in a lot of ways, well, why would he do that? But it's fine at the same time. I don't have a problem with it. It's just stuff I thought about. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of yeah. thought that too. I mean, Kate's little sidekick kind of thing happening. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying I'm I'm saying that in a weird way, but I'll be honest, I'm extremely happy that Kate is just the best friend and is the sidekick. I'm really glad that they are not forcing a love story right now. I totally agree with you. Thank God. I, it's so overdone. You know, I've heard the speculation like, oh, there's something still like that scene where they hug or whatever at the end, like there's something there. And I'm like, no, like I didn't get that at all from that. They I I like that. We can just because they're male and female doesn't mean it has to go down that road of they're going to be something more than just friends. Like, I mean, who knows what they'll end up doing in the future of these movies? But you know, it would seem that they don't plan on doing that. No, I agree. I, I yeah. I'm glad that, that that yeah, maybe later, way later, fine. But right now, like, just be friends, and that's right. totally okay with me. Anyways. Anyways. Michelle, we can still hear you, but for some reason your camera is like frozen. totally frozen. My camera is totally frozen on this really spectacular face that I'm making too. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's awesome. I'm just gonna leave that up so we all know what you look like. Okay, cool, you, or cool. I can take it down if you like. But whatever. Uh, well, the show's over at this point, so it's fine. Um, now I'm totally distracted by that. I was gonna say something. I don't remember what the hell I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Frozen. Frozen in time. Face. Yeah. Frozen in time. Face. Um, but and I was you know I think I've also kind of heard like some stuff of like oh why is it that it's it, you know like in the fight scene where she learns how to use a bow so quickly it's more just like well to give this character something to do in the end to give her a reason to be there but I actually liked that she I agree. you know was able to like show like she could contribute in a way and it it just kind of came naturally if you will i it's not that's not something i bumped on i actually enjoyed that i agree i didn't bump on that either if anything it was nice because it it kind of goes back to the whole conversation she has with her family where they're like just fig- just find something that makes you happy and go with it commit right. to something for the love of god and she does and it, it's kind of neat that she does kind of come about it naturally like Everybody, it, that's not insane that something just came naturally to somebody. Like, things happen. Everybody has those things where you could be horrible at so many things. And one day you'll do one thing. You're like, oh, wow. Is this beginner's luck? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, this I'm, t- I'm totally killing this. Like, this is it works for me. Like, that happens. Right. So, maybe archery has just always been this thing that was just going to work out for her. And that's totally fine. I think it's, I, I liked it. Yeah. I was totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was okay with it. She did have a big enough target to hit, so it's not like she yeah, did. She did so have small. a left It's not like she was having to be a crazy marksman here. I mean, she still right. she still only grazed the jugular, so let's not give her that yeah. much credit. It's not right. like she got it right in there, you know. Anyways, right. so yeah, good. Anybody got anything else they I wanted do, to touch I on? I do not. Michelle, you good? Bobby, no. you look like you're good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I don't know. Again, I I did enjoy this movie, and I think it's. Maybe it's a part of me too that just wanted to really love it, 
And then when I started yeah. to hear reaction, yeah. I was like, man, this, you know, because again, we were a con. There I was, didn't, I didn't get to see this immediately, but I was paying attention a little bit to social media. And I was like, man, the reaction seems to be really positive. Yeah. Like, this looks like mm-hmm. it's going to be as fantastic as I thought. And maybe that's a part of it too. Maybe that's a part I of my, I think that was my thing, you know, somewhat negative reaction to this. But overall, I did enjoy it. And, I'm looking forward to more. I'm I'm still looking forward to MCU movies. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, that's where I am. Uh, with that, we are going to wrap things up. Um, as always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. First, you can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, just so you know, we do stream these live Sunday nights at nine o'clock, uh, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific. Uh, we stream on our YouTube page and on Twitch. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. You can find us on Twitch at flicker underscore effect. Um, you can find us at that same address on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, flicker underscore effect. If you want to reach out to us on those social media platforms. Uh, with that, I'm Dave Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Frozen and Time Hillard. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching.